Hello and welcome to episode 208 of the Enough Podcast. My name is Mike Hurley and I am joined, as always, by my friend, Mr. Patrick Roan. Hi. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I am very well. How are you? Oh, man. I'm t- the past couple of weeks have just been sick city in the household here and uh, I'm just uh, doing all I can to recover from it. And I'm still not completely recovered, but that's why we're going to try to do a somewhat short show today so that uh, I don't have to uh, stay out of the bathroom any longer than, I, than uh, is necessary, um, which is more information that our listeners really need. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, my friend? How are you? I'm good. Yeah? That's all I have to say. Recovered from the uh, from the whole WWDC yet? That whole um, flu that you got and the jet lag and all the other stuff. Still a little, uh, still a little sniffy, mm. sniffles as they would say. Mm. Um, and, you know, I was thinking about you the other day because I was thinking this trip must have been a bit harder than previous trips to the U.S. because your your normally strong pound sterling is not nearly as strong right now. It's not as strong, but it's still strong. It's still pretty strong, but it's just not as strong, right? Yeah, I it's mean, not, it, it's not like bring a second completely empty suitcase so you can fill it while you're yeah. here and back strong. Well, this was never going to be a shopping holiday anyway. Um, and I basically, I mean, I bought one thing. I bought an iPod Touch. Um, ah. You know, and, and that, the money I saved on that alone, you know, paid for the, yeah, rest yeah, of the souvenirs, good, you know. 100, so, 100 bucks or yeah, something like that. Because it's not even. With with items like that, it's not just it's not actually really the exchange rate, which is the benefit. It's the VAT and the. It, it's not even VAT. It's just the fact that Apple prices things pretty much the same number. Yeah. Um, so, if it's you know two ninety nine dollars here, it's two hundred ninety nine pounds there. I'm gonna see what and, the actual numbers are. I mean, you know, because they do change from time to time, and sometimes they end up doing what I consider to be the right thing. Um, yeah. So the iPod Touch starts at by now. Oh, it's such a so many buttons to click on Apple's website. <laughs> so the iPod Touch starts. Come on, there we go. It's a different. It's a whole. It's a whole different product. It's got its own page. Starts at two hundred and twenty nine dollars, which is how how much I purchased it for whilst in San Francisco, and it mm-hmm. is oh one hundred and ninety nine pounds. So okay. that's actually it's not actually that's not a massive difference. Is it? It's a thirty like a free zero difference between the two, yeah. but you know. It, um, yeah, Basically, but still, that's, that's three zero times one point yeah. five three. You know what I mean? Well, so I mean, like it, in fact, a hundred and like to to give. Let's see, like so two 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 nine in GBP today. It's one hundred and forty eight pounds. So it's a good saving. It's like a fifty pound yeah. saving. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's that's. That's damn good. That's enough. I, I take that. That is enough. Because I didn't need it before anyway. I only, I only bought it to put I, to put the beta on anyway. Though. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, Bethany's cousins were just uh, visiting from Norway, and uh, ooh, let me tell you, 
if you if you want to see some strong currency, <laughs> the Norwegian kroner. Oh my God, that's some strong currency. Really? Norway's an expensive place. Let me tell you how expensive Norway is. Uh, you know, while we're at it, because because part of this episode we're going to talk about about money and enough and kind of you know how these things come into play and reasons for doing certain things and you know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so when uh, yeah, the Norwegian kroner in comparison with the U.S. dollar is is unbelievable to begin with. And then when you add to that the fact that things in Norway are just plain expensive anyway, it can be a real killer. All right? Um, when I... When we visited Norway, this was two years ago now, and so granted, it was a time I think when the kroner was at its strongest and the dollar was uh, almost at its weakest. And actually, no, it was longer than that now. Gosh, how old is Beatrix? I don't know. No, this was five years ago now. All right. So while I'm talking, you're going to do the uh, Google Translate uh, before for kroner to dollar right now for me, please. Okay. Um. <clears throat> Or vice versa. It doesn't matter which direction. Um, um, and so uh, we get over there. And our first night, you know, we're looking around to, to find a place to eat. And we go to this little bar that that uh, Bethany's cousin had recommended to us at one point. And we find it and we go in. It's me, my my two sons, and... and my wife, uh, my daughter was, you know, too young for solid food at the time. And uh, w- the three of us, Max and Miles and I, order fish and chips. Bethany orders a cheese tortilla or quesadilla, cheese quesadilla, so cheese on a tortilla, basically. Um, the three of them order Cokes. I order water. That meal came to almost a hundred dollars U.S. No, over a hundred dollars U.S. Slightly over a hundred dollars U.S. Um, I think there is an issue in me trying to tell you how strong it is because I believe that the krona is one of those currencies in which the value amount is high. Like the, the the because for example one one kroner is sixteen cents which doesn't corroborate with what you're trying oh, to say oh yeah oh I oh I see what you're saying but it's one of those yeah. currencies where something that would be ten dollars is like a hundred kroner right yeah yes exactly that's exactly it so right. yeah. using a, a a unit to unit conversion mm-hmm. doesn't really make sense because one kroner is like the equivalent mm-hmm. of like twenty five cents like you know like you would be like one kroner wouldn't buy you a soda. You'd need like four right. or five kroner, you know, to buy you a soda. So when you look, it's difficult to compare those currencies. Yeah, give me a second here. I'm going to see what I can do. Um, yeah, so 100 US dollars is 612.4 Norwegian kroners currently. Uh, back in uh, 2009, at its high point, it was much higher than that. Uh, it is not letting me 
Crown. Yes. Yeah. Um, I wish it would just let me click there and go back. In any case, I digress. Just bottom line, a meal for four was $100 at, at like a bar, like a pub, like, you know, someplace where in the U.S. a, a meal for four would be about maybe $50 at, at its maximum, right, at the high point. Um, when I gave uh, my oldest son, Max, and uh, Miles, I gave him some kind of walking around money, and they were like, oh, well, you know, thanks. I said, well, don't expect to buy much. I said, do you see that sign over there? You know, for, by the convenience store, you know, for the, like the special deal they have for the hot dog and the, and the soda. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, okay, well, let's let's do some conversion here. You know, see the price on that? Okay, now let's do the conversion. That hot dog and soda is a little bit over twenty dollars. <laughs> they just about flipped, right? <laughs> um, yeah, it was just—it was insane, absolutely insane. Yeah, we, we spent so much money there. See, that highlights what we're trying to say because, like, that it might have cost like four thousand kroner. So right, where it, like yeah. one one kroner is sixteen cents when you start multiplying that. Yeah, yeah, it's that's not, a very fast. It's yeah. not that the currency is strong, it's that the economy is strong. Right. And there's your difference. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, the economy is, is very, very, very strong. Um, and, and part of that, and part of the reason why they haven't gotten as hit as hard as the rest of Europe is because of the, um, they got this massive, like, oil fund, which basically, you know, buffers them against, against uh, the sorts of, you know, the sorts of things that the euro and even the pound are not buffered against. Basically, this this oil trust uh, props up their, their economy, props up their currency, and helps it weather economic storms like this. It affects the trust, but not the... But not the currency or the economy. Sure. If that makes sense. In yeah. any case, I digress. Um, <clears throat> the bottom line is that, uh, yeah, uh, it can be oftentimes very beneficial for uh, those in Europe uh, coming here. It is it is not unusual, uh, especially those coming from places that are not on the euro. <clears throat> and uh, thank your thank your prime minister and queen for that. Um, Rule Britannia. Yeah. Probably one of the, everyone at the time was like, "Oh, this was so stupid," and they're just being so protectionist, and they don't even want to be part of this whole thing. And I'm like, "No, we're just trying to save our butts because we see where this is going to go in 20 years," and I don't you know blame them. Um, the, the UK uh, has a totally different economy to the rest of Europe. It always has yeah. done, and it always will. Yeah, yeah. We're not yeah. built like the rest of Europe in the way that no. we, we are more like America than we are Europe. But that is what a, frightening, what a frightening statement to come from a Brit. I'm I'm happy with that. I mean, that might be my <laughs> personal opinion on these such matters, but that's the way that I see things. Shall that's we? You're an Americophile, uh, and I'm an Anglophile. All right. So, sh- shall we I, talk about our sponsor quickly, and then we will jump into the main discussion sure. for today? Does that sound good to you? Yeah. Why not? So I want to take a quick moment to thank our fine sponsor, that is Squarespace.com. Squarespace, who give you absolutely everything that you need to make an amazing website. Squarespace is a fully hosted, completely managed environment for creating and maintaining a beautiful website, blog, or portfolio. 
Squarespace has some amazing tools. It doesn't matter how experienced you are with building websites, you can put something online that is amazing in just minutes. You don't have to worry about hosting, scaling, or even integrating with social services because Squarespace takes care of it all. They have excellent features. They have beautiful themes, very clean. They let your content do all of the talking, and they have responsive web design built in. They have a drag-and-drop platform that makes it really easy and fun to lay out your pages, and it's really, really simple to use. They have great structure, perfectly clean code. This is really, you know, it's the sort of stuff that you don't want to have to worry about, you know, thinking about SEO and stuff like that. Well, Squarespace takes care of all of that, you know, so your site's going to rank well in Google. You don't have to worry about these things because Squarespace takes care of it. And that's it, right? Squarespace, they give you everything. You don't have to worry about any of the little things. You don't have to worry about finding analytics or a third-party application because they give you those. They have that all built in. They have iOS and Android apps. They have statistics built right in. If you want to sell something, they have Squarespace Commerce. It's built right in. If you need to import your f- blog from somewhere else, it's built right in. Everything is, and that's why I love them. It's a one-stop shop to put your next project on the internet. Go to squarespace.com, sign up for a free trial, no credit card required. Squarespace plans start at $10 a month for their standard plan, $20 a month for their limited plan. Sign up for a year, you'll get 20% off. Sign up for two, you'll get 25% off. And use the code 70 decibels 6 and you'll get an additional 10% off your first order. So go check out Squarespace, everything that you need to make an amazing website. Yay. Yes, go. Go, go now. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, speaking of, you know, money and savings and you know, stuff like that. Um, I got an iPhone 5 last night. Finally. A little behind the curve in just a couple of months before the 5S comes out. Yeah, that's weird that you've done that, but carry on. It's, uh, it's not weird at all. I mean, um, I just uh, let uh, other people uh, test uh, this technology for um, a couple of years and work out all the kinks before I bought into it. It's great. Uh, (laughs) So what did you upgrade from? An iPhone 4. So you must be feeling the speed, right? Oh, yes. It's it's definitely quicker. Fast, fast, fast. So why did you upgrade? I haven't been out of the house to really try it on the 4G network yet, though. Okay. why? Why did you upgrade? Um, well, because it was free. Why was it free? It was free because um, Best Buy, um, uh, a local Minnesota company, I might add, um, is currently running a promotion. As are a lot of big box retailers here in the states, uh, obviously trying to clear out inventory of iPhone five. Yeah, does that not tell you something? Yeah, in preparation for the iPhone five S to come along. Um, they're running a promotion where they will uh, take your iPhone 4 or 4S on trade-in if you're upgrade available, give you $150 credit for that, and have knocked $50 off the price of the iPhone 5, thus making the iPhone 5 with contract renewal and trade-in free. You do have to pay the taxes and, and fees, which for us amounted to about 26 bucks, but that's you know state and local tax, and so your mileage will vary if you are not in Minnesota. Um, and, um, uh, and yeah, so it, it, my wife was on a, uh, was on a 4S, 
I was on a four. We both were upgrade eligible. And neither of us needed more than the 16 gig iPhone 5. Although I will state that they literally give you, you know, they first, they handle the trade in first and they give you a gift card for the, for the trade in for the 150. They then, you know, immediately take back that gift card and, you know, scan it and do that. But because they do it that way, what he explained is we could upgrade to a 32 gig or a 64 gig if we wanted to pay the difference. We still would get the, you know, would, would still get that $150 off of whatever model that we chose. Um, but being that we didn't need anything more, neither one of us, than the base 16 gig, it was a no-brainer because it was free. And quite frankly... I've been using a, a four all this time. I could have upgraded a year ago when the when the five came out and chose not to, because the four at that time was enough for me. Um, the four would have remained enough for me. Um, but if this comes along and it's free, I'm almost stupid not to not to take it. <laughs> so Does enough enough only works until it's free. Well, no, I would say that <clears throat> that that would have been fine. And even still, this was a difficult decision for me because, like I've said before, I was kind of concerned about having to get used to the keyboard and landscape since I do so much typing that way. And that still is a concern, and I'm still working on that. I'm still making far more errors than I used to um, in the few hours I played with it. You but will make less in time, trust me. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it will be better um, if I just give it uh, give it some practice. But the the bottom line of it is is that no, it was still enough. It's just that there was there was no you know basically the way that I looked at it was I have now saved myself from having to I bought myself another two years for free versus buying myself another two years for prices starting at $199. So this is what I'm trying this is what I was gonna ask. So the iPhone 5S or the iPhone 6 comes out in a couple of months' time. Yeah. How much would it have cost you to upgrade? Oh, to that? It would have been it would have been one ninety nine or two ninety nine or whatever that you know the 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 low price of the new ones that come out is, and you which can, I think is one ninety nine. And like the, you, you can't gig. you can't go into like an AT and T store and have them buy your iPhone from you at that point. No, so strange. Yeah, no, it doesn't work that way in 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 America, spelled with a K. Because I will I will most likely be st still getting a free iPhone next time again if I because was. because in in your um, free and democratic country um, you uh, you can trade in your phone for credit and they happily take it and exchange you another one like this this best buy thing this is a special thing that they're only doing until June 29th. They're only doing it for a week and then it's done. They they hardly ever do this unless they need to clear out a lot of inventory. It's just like because 
And then, because all of the prices are subsidized on the contract, but mm-hmm. they're subsidized a lot greater than you guys have them subsidized. Like, right. you can get, like, if you want to pay enough, you can get a free iPhone just straight out of the bag, like, on day one. Yeah. I mean, you can't do that here unless it's like the older model. You know how Apple always has one that's free that's usually like right now, the I believe the 4S is the or no, the 4. They still sell the 4 or, you know, give, put the 4 out there and make it available as their free with contract model. So like regardless of how much you spend a month. Regardless. Yeah. See, obviously, the the, the way it works here, which I think makes logical sense is the more you spend a month on your plan so the more that you need on your plan the less the phone costs you wow yeah that that would be nice so you the phone is just subsidized by the plan and also yeah. if you take a longer term so you could pay the same amount of money but take it on a longer term then you and also same get, thing you get a you get a discount on further discount on the phone right yeah so I just haven't decided yet. My iPhone 5 is off contract. Um, so I, I paid for it in those for it. Um, because if anybody has a memory of such things or uh, or could care when I did it. I do. Um, I wasn't sure what I was going to be doing network-wise because we were about to get our first 4G network here. So I decided to buy off contract and, and wait out to see what was going to happen. So I, I haven't decided what I'm going to do. So I can just go and sign up for a new contract, or I can upgrade um, to a, you know f- either for a f- for a free iPhone on both, or I can see what the prices will be. Although it's typically around five or six hundred pounds, and mm. buy the next iPhone um, off contract. I haven't decided yeah. what I want to do yet because um, it's it's too early to think yeah. about these things. On- I want to make clear, you know, that the the prices are subsidized here. Yeah, well, they have to be, yeah. They're, They're subsidized. Just not subsidized in the same way. It's, it's just not, not tiered. Like, it's like, not tiered. Yeah. No. Like you have a flat subsidization where yeah. we have wildly differing ones. So sometimes we'll get a worse deal, but most of the time we get a better deal. Yeah. Because well, they're competing with each other on the subsidies, you see. In the States as well, it seems like the subsidy is set which is probably price-fixing by the carriers, but it seems to be set at like $200, right? It's just, it's just 16 right. gig, and that's across all of the different carriers. But here, there are no set prices. So even paying the same sort of monthly fee or paying the same device fee doesn't equate to either or. So on O2 could be charging you £30 a month and you pay £200 for the phone, or, but then like Vodafone could charge you... Twenty pounds a month, and you pay two hundred pounds for the phone, or you know, or yeah. any any sort of differing amount. So it could be like I pay thirty pounds a month, and I pay nothing for the phone. Like mm-hmm. it's you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and you know, maybe what the trick is here, and you know, I think one of the lessons that I've I've learned through this is that uh, because um, I remember that. You know, some of the big box retailers, I can't remember if Best Buy was one of them, but some of the big box retailers did this last time, right before the 5 was released. They did this with the with the 4Ss. They had, a, you know, special promotions and things like that that kind of spun up about a couple of months before, before the 5 came out. Um, and, you know, perhaps mm, the lesson is, is that 
maybe unless you absolutely have to go out and buy the you know newest, fastest, bestest thing, that it's okay to buy last year's model. You know, it's okay to buy um, the you know the model that may not be as good as what's coming, but is better than what you have. For, a, for if it's going to save you money and allow you to, you know, and is going to be enough for you, right? If there's no, like, I can't imagine what they would put. It'd be just looking historically at the difference, say, between, you know, the 4 and the 4S and the 5 and the 5S, you know what I mean? The, the upgrades have not been, you know, as as significant between the, between the the number and number S models, right? The real upgrades, you know, with a complete redesign and thinner and lighter and significant changes and significant features generally come, say, you know, 5S to 6, you know, you know, or 6S to 7. Does that make sense? And so essentially what I have done is positioned myself so that when you know when the 6 does come at that point i should be not too long after upgrade eligible number 1 um but but number 2 i should be able to get you know should be able to get into that model for free come this time 2 years from now does that make sense yeah um and 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 that's the that's the thing, right? Is that you know because I'm okay with using a model that everyone else has had in their hand for a year, I'm basically saving myself, keeping myself from having to spend two hundred dollars. Or in the case, you know, if you're buying for a family, you know, if it's like both you and your wife, you and your spouse, you and your kids, whatever, four hundred, six hundred, you do the math, but. If you can figure out a way to get into that, and if last year's model is enough for you, why not? Why do you have to have the latest and greatest? Why not save the money and put it towards something that really matters? You know, my my wife is using a four-year-old MacBook. Now you know it was time to buy her a to buy her a new MacBook. We'll probably get her one of the new MacBook Airs. You know, before you know, we were looking at our you know at our business cash flow and thinking, well, you know, I don't know how we're going to do that. Well, here's one way: we've just saved ourselves four hundred dollars that both of us likely would have spent when the new iPhones came out. Now we have we don't have to spend that. We can put that savings. Towards a MacBook Air for you. Yeah. Now you now you don't have to save that, and you have an old iPhone. So. Well, <laughs> well, you and, know, and, you know for the next two months until now, it's yeah. oh, you know, that's you know, it's not a five S. You know, it doesn't it doesn't have uh, ludicrous speed on it. Um, you know, it's 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 uh, that was a Spaceballs reference, by the way, for anyone who's playing along. You can uh, link to Spaceballs in uh, IMDb. Great film if you've never watched it. It's a, a send up of uh, of Star Wars uh, done by Mel Brooks. Fantastic. In any case, what was that? Um, Sorry, what was that called? Spaceballs. Oh, you've yeah. never seen Spaceballs? No, 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 no. I, I, I missed you. 
Oh my gosh, with Rick Moranis and Harvey Corman. Oh man, yeah, definitely. Spaceballs. Um so uh so yeah, it's it you know and and this, you know, goes with a lot of things, right? You know, um as I've you know said to my clients, I, I always urge them to buy refurb uh, when it comes to when it comes to um, Macs, uh, you know, laptops and desktops and and stuff like that, and even iPads. My my wife has bought a few refurb iPads uh, for clients who really just needed one to use for Square. I mean, literally, that's what they all they use it for, right? Um, and so, you know, it makes perfect sense. A sixteen gig refurb iPad. If you're just going to use it for Square, why not? Um, or an iPod Touch, but she went with the iPad because, well, you know, old people. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, it's it's one of those sorts of things where if you can get away with buying used or using last year's model, getting last year's model for a cheaper price, what have you, um, that that can easily be enough for you. Um, and satisfy most of your needs. I think far too often, you know, not only do we chase the new and shiny, but, you know, they try to tell us that the new and shiny is, is, is better. And it often is. It's better, faster, quicker, whatever. But none of those things matter if you never really, if the better, faster, quicker really doesn't matter to you. Or if you never use it, right? You know, like the new MacBook Airs with the all-day battery life. That's great. That's terrific. But I know tons of people that if they're at they're at their desk ninety percent of the time with their laptop plugged in, and it doesn't matter if it has all day battery. Life, right? They'll never use the all day battery life. They don't even use the five hours of battery life that it's got now, or ten, or whatever it is. You know what I mean? They don't. They don't. They don't use it now. So why would that make? Why would that matter to them? You know. Whereas I just uh, got off the phone with a client who rarely takes international flights. And when I told her about the new MacBook Airs and that, you know, she really should think about upgrading to one, um, she should get one of the brand new ones, not a refurb, one of the brand new ones because of the all-day battery life. And she could, she could literally, you know, get on a, get on a plane and fly to China and not you know, and still have battery life left when she got to the hotel. And she was ready to run out to the Apple store right now. You know, because that matters to her. Yeah. It matters to what she does, right? And so all of these features and, you know, all this newness really evaluate how much of a difference it makes and how much it matters to you and decide, is what I have okay or better if what I have isn't okay, if I can get into a new thing, does it have to be brand new? Can it be? Can it be the thing before? So that's my enough takeaway lesson for today. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? It was a Lego piece. Oh my gosh! You're sitting there playing with Legos. No, I'm giving I have a, a heartfelt, a heartfelt talk about. You know, okay. our modern world. To say it's a Lego piece is, is incorrect. So new Lego sets these days, the complicated ones, come with a a thing called the Lego separator tool. It's called the brick separator. 
which I'll put a link, I'll put a link in the show notes to one so you know what I'm talking about. And it's just something that I have on my desk, um, and I I pick it up and sort of just like play with it while I'm recording quite a lot to keep my hands busy. You know, I don't understand this Lego thing. I mean, seriously, this is like one of these things that just has. I mean, I played with them as a kid, and you know, I liked them and all this stuff. But this whole like adult Lego thing, maybe it's the 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 fact that like I don't see kind of the point of buying this thing that you build, and then you're like, okay, it sits there, and you're done, and it's like, uh, oh, okay, all right, what now? And it just takes up space. I, I don't know; it doesn't make any sense to me. But that's okay. I understand it. It keeps it keeps you kids busy. It does. You know, Mister Mankey's way into these things now. Yeah, he's 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 gone off the deep end. He's gone way off the deep end. It's like, dude, I've been to your house. Where do you have the space for all this crap? <sighs> Sorry. Is that has Aaron got a small house? Is that what you're saying? No, no, it's not necessarily small, but it's not like you know, it's not, you know. Thousand piece Millennium Falcon model size, either. You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's just like I said for 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 me, for you know, mystery enough. Uh, if I'm going to hang that label around my neck, I look at that and I question. I question its purpose. I understand it's fun, but to me, once the fun has been had. Maybe you sell it. Maybe you pass it on. I mean, you, you you take it apart brick by brick with the, uh, what did you call it, the brick separator tool? Maybe you take the whole thing apart, you put it back neatly into its box, and then you sell it to somebody else. Or give it to somebody else who otherwise couldn't afford a Lego set but would also enjoy building such a thing. Why, is there any other, re- is there any other reason to keep this once the fun's been had? I guess not. There's like a Netflix for Lego now. What? So you pay an amount of money every month and they send you sets so you can do that. Oh, well, see, there's a brilliant idea. There, right there. That tip, put a link to that in the show notes, Mike, because that alone just saved tons of geeks a lot of money it's and, and a lot of space. It's okay. Called, yeah, it's called Playgo, P L E Y G O. Yep, that's what you need. That right there. That right there. You should never have to buy another Lego set again. I would be a subscriber. Let me guess. Only in the U.S. Of course it is. Of course. Of course. (sighs) You need to start up one of these things over there, my friend. I haven't got time for that. (laughs) Oh, come on. You don't have to worry about the podcast network anymore. That's someone else's responsibility now, isn't it? need to record the shows and work a job. Oh, I suppose. I'll quit the job, and uh, there's quit your new the one. there's your new job. <laughs> All right, well, we'll let it go for now. Okay, thanks I, a lot, Michael. No, Just, no problem. No right. problem. And, uh, as as always, feedback always welcome. Uh, Seventy decibels slash contact still until we move one day. This will probably be the last show, you know. I understand that. There's 208 episodes. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and Dan doesn't really want me anyway, is, is part of it. Yeah, that's the real reason. So, you know. Oh, actually, he wants you the most. I'm just making him wait. Oh. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, aren't you diplomatic? You're my last bargaining chip. There's there's a job at WikiLeaks for you, my friend. All right. Uh, well, people tell me I look like Edward Snowden. I could see that. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, but no. Nah. Yes. Who's going to play Snowden in the movie? Because you me. know, you know that this is a movie. Me, I'm going to do it. Oh, this reads like a movie. No, seriously. What do you think? Like uh, 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 Jake uh, Glodenhall or Glodenhall. whatever his name is? Yeah. Maybe. Michael Sarah. I don't know. No, he's too... <laughs> I know. Mousy. Yeah, but yeah. Snowden's quite a mousy character. Yeah, but he's got more of a... Sneaky like a mouse. Yeah, he's got more of a kind of angular sort of... I don't know. He's got kind of this... I don't know. He, he. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see who gets cast as Snowden. In the inevitable movie. In the inevitable movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a cast of. It, it, it's a. It's like. Uh, it's a who, not an if. Yeah. David Bowie is Julian Assange. Ooh. <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> uh, all right. You can send your hate mail to Patrick at PatrickRone.com. Um, you know, uh, Patrick on, on on Twitter and the app.net. Uh, I Mike is I M Y K E. I Mike uh, at the app.net, the Twitter, and uh, um, and he doesn't like email, so don't send him any. Don't send me any email. Thank you. No. And uh, outside of that, we'll chat later. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>